Hello, and welcome to the Thriving Health Professionals podcast. My name is Johnny Marie Agresta, and I am an online business coach, six-figure entrepreneur, and health professional. This is the podcast helping you step into your leadership role as an entrepreneur by confidently embracing your expertise to change the health of society while building your massive impact and, of course, your income. I'm beyond excited to have you here. So let's dive into today's episode. Hello, lovely humans, and welcome to podcast number four of the Thriving Health Professionals podcast. Today, we are going to talk about one of my favorite, favorite, favorite topics, which is how to be productive as an entrepreneur. So I'm going to give you some of my top productivity hacks that I give my clients who came to me and who still come to me feeling like, Johnny, I'm not productive in my business. I'm not sure how to increase my productivity. I feel lazy. I feel unmotivated. And I just constantly feel like I'm kind of chasing my tail when it comes to waking up and trying to do all of the things. And it's just not working. And so if that is you, or maybe it's not as extreme onto that side, um, but you feel like you definitely need to be more productive in your business, you probably are right. (laughs) Not to sound mean, because if you are not feeling productive, that is number one, a mindset thing, as well as a strategy thing. So I'm going to go over some of my top recommendations on how to deal with that, how to move through that, because you need to be an entrepreneur who is so fucking confident And I don't say need very often, but you do have to feel confident as an entrepreneur. You need to feel successful. You need to feel productive. And when we are not doing the things that we know we need to do and we're constantly selling ourselves short, our bank account reflects it. Our client results reflect it. And everything in this world, honestly, is just a mirror of what it is that we feel internally and what we are doing in our lives. So if we are very conscious of what we are doing and that 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 concept exists in the world, that our internal reality, our internal thoughts Um, The things that we perceive every single day are actually just mirrors to or rather create the mirror to our external world. And that external world is a thing that we need to feel more productive about, such as getting our to-do list done, such as cleaning our room, such as doing all the things that are going to get us further in our business. Then we have to change our internal world and our mindset, as well as some external stuff as well. So let's get into it. Number one, I want you to always, and this is not a list, but I want you to always, above all else, if you take nothing else away, know that you can be really productive and have lazy as fuck days and not get everything on your to-do list done and completely flake out for one or two or three days or a week and that is perfectly fine. But I want you to start shifting your mindset to what you feel like or what you think is a productive day. 
Okay, and I'm going to give you some of my main, main, main tips. 99% of the time when I see people who are just like, I'm not productive, it's because the, their ideal of what is productive is completely absurd. <laughs> it's completely absurd. It's just not humanly possible. And they're overloading the fuck out of their schedule. And then they're just like, oh, I didn't do anything. Well, maybe if you didn't put 32 things on your to-do list and expect to get all of them done, then you would feel more productive, right? So I want you guys to really be clear with where you are going, where you are going in your business for this entire year, for this entire quarter, for the month, for the week, and then break it down by day. If you have no clue what the fuck you are aiming for long-term, whatever that goal might be, then how are you aiming to be productive today? How are you ever going to get there? Right? That that's a mindset thing. If we don't have anything that we are working towards, yes, it's also a strategy thing, but if we don't have anything that we are working towards in the greater scheme of things, then how are you going to feel productive in actually achieving that? Right? Um, I have a small group coaching program that I launched earlier this year. And I had a client in there who had worked with another business coach for almost a year. And I'm, I don't shit on anybody's methods or anything like that. But one of the first things that I do with any one of my clients is I have them set their yearly goal. I have them figure out how much do you want to make throughout this year. And whatever number that is that you choose, it is perfectly fine. I do encourage you, however, to not undershoot yourself, not undersell yourself. Because when you undersell yourself, then your energy and your actions reflect that underselling. And then you achieve way less than you were even possibly capable of it. Dietitians, if you are a dietitian, you are probably one of the number one populations I see that undersell ourselves. We're always taught to think we're not good enough. And, and not just dietitians, but in general. We're always taught to think we're not good enough. We're, we're always taught to think like, oh, there has to be more. You have to get this certification. You have to know this, right? And that fucks with us mentally. And so we continuously undersell ourselves. We continuously think like, oh, okay, if I make $40,000, I'll be happy. And if that's deeply rooted to be true, beautiful, that is absolutely beautiful. You don't need to want to make a six-figure business or multiple six-figure business. But if you actually want to, then fucking chase it. Then fucking do it. Have that goal. I remember when I first set my first goal in my business, um, which I believe I talked about on the first uh, podcast I did, but I set the goal to make six figures in 12 months. And like, I wrote it down and I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. I was maybe making like 50 grand maximum a year. And that's if I like actually stayed in a job long enough to actually produce that. Usually I did not. And so the most I ever lasted in a job was possibly a year. And that was an awful page. I was going to pay like $20 an hour. Um, and it was for three days a week and it was just not, not fun. Um, that was my long-term care job. Um, but I had, every reason to believe that I couldn't make six figures. And part of me didn't really believe it. But I knew that if I set that 50K goal, I was going to aim and I was going to hit 50K, which would have been fine. 
but I wanted to achieve more than that. I didn't go into business to be mediocre. I didn't go into business for my definition of mediocre. Again, whatever that looks like for you, everybody's needs and desires are completely different. But I have a dream of having a seven-figure business. I have a dream of having multiple millions of dollars come in every single year and investing and not just having a coaching business, but investing in properties and stocks and other entrepreneurs and other coaches and all of these beautiful things. And that requires a lot of fucking money. And the life that I want requires a lot of money. So I wanted to aim so fucking high for my first year in business and I exceeded it. So know where you are going and have it written out. That girl that I referred to who had joined my small group coaching program who worked with other another business coach didn't even have her do that. So that she's been in business for a year and she had nowhere to go. She literally had no goal. She just had a goal of doing the business. And that's not really a goal. Right? It's not a long-term goal. I just want to have a business. Okay, do you want to have a profitable business? What does that mean to you? right? And guess what? In her first year of business, she didn't profit. And even she broke even, which is beautiful. Like a lot of businesses don't even break even their first year, but she didn't have a a huge investment. So if she had actually aimed for something, she would have met it. But the first time I worked with her, I was like, hey, we're going to set a goal. Like, what is it that you want? And she had such a big difficulty, as a lot of my clients do, picking what it is that they want to achieve. And that's because we continuously undersell ourselves. And if that is you, I want you to get down to the root of the reason why you're underselling yourself. In what other areas of your life do you undersell yourself? Right? Because the way we do anything is the way we do everything. And if you undersell yourself in the gym, if you undersell yourself with your client results, if you undersell yourself in your actual prices, whatever it is, it's going to reflect in so many other ways in your business and life in general, your relationships. Right? So I encourage you to reach fucking high, guys. Reach high for whatever it is that means a lot to you. That if at the end of this year, I achieved X, that would make me so fucking proud. Because when you revisit that idea every single day, you aim for it. But when you have nothing written, you have no goal, or you possibly don't revisit that goal again, you aim for nothing and you get fucking nothing. Maybe not like zilch, nothing, but... Nothing in terms of anywhere close to what you actually wanted. So if you can set that goal and you can be excited about it, it might not even be a monetary goal. Like, yes, we have to stay in business, which requires money. But for some of my clients, it's that they want to live on a beach in Hawaii. And whatever that costs for them (laughs) is enough. But that's their goal, to leave their current job, to have enough savings, and to live on a beach in Hawaii. So it's not a seven-figure business because they don't actually want to work that much. I'm not saying you have to work that much in order to make a seven-figure business, but in terms of building it, like you kind of do, right? Unless you have the funds to outsource from the get, which is not usually the case. So that's besides the point. But know where you're fucking going and then have a plan for what your quarters are going to look like, what that quarter number has to look like, what that equivalent of you going to Hawaii looks like. 
Break that down by month, break it down by week, and break it down by day. Now, if you have been following me, you know that I am beyond like disgustingly obsessed with the self journal. Best Self Co is the name of the company, and it's called the, the Self Journal. I kind of call it the Best Self Journal. I don't know, maybe I make up the names, but the Self Journal has been a tool for my productivity since before my business at least my online business. And when I use my self journal, I'm insanely fucking productive. And when I don't use it at all, I'm not as productive. So I encourage you, if you don't know how to do this for yourself, number one, I am here to help. So reach out to me, DM me. Number two, go get the self journal and use it every single day. It will help you, I promise. But most importantly, know where you are going, right? We have to know where we're going, but then we also have to follow through while also giving ourselves grace. And what I mean by this is that a lot of people are just like, yeah, I want a business. Yes, I want a lot of clients. I love coaching. I want to coach so many clients. And then they don't follow through with the things to get the clients. (laughs) Which, guys, I know how difficult it is in the beginning of a business or Um, beginning stages of your business where you haven't reached those consistent 5, 10, 15, 20k months, whatever that beginning looks like for you, right? And you're not doing the things you absolutely love every single day. For example, for me, I love coaching. I love teaching. I love podcasting. I love guest coaching. I love content creation. I love course creation, right? Finances and goal setting, and all the back-end things of my business, organization, masterclass creation, canvas, those things are things I fucking hate. But now I really don't do any of them, but I'm also 13 months into my business at this point, right? And so you have to do the things you might not like the most in the beginning to get where you are going. So again, we're keeping our eyes on where you are going, Not on like, ugh, I have to do this thing that I fucking hate and I just wish I had all these clients. Like, that would be beautiful if that could happen, but I'm not a genie, you are not a genie, and if you are, please DM me because you're a fucking epic. (laughs) But we have to work for the things we want. So we have to follow through with our plan. We have to, we have to, we have to. We have to stay hyper-focused and do the things, even at times when we might not want to. With that being said, the second aspect of that is giving yourself grace, understanding that nothing is ever perfect. Understand that there are going to be times you don't use your self-journal. There are going to be times you have the most perfect plan and you don't do any of it. And it's, that is okay. That is perfectly okay. I must have mapped out my 2020 plan about like, I want to say realistically, not Johnny's like exaggeration of 33 times, um, realistically like four times. And it actually ended up changing most recently because of Corona and I had a live event planned and I had to switch that, right? And so giving yourself grace because things are going to change, something's not going to happen on time, you're going to think you have the energy to do things think you have the time to do things and then you don't get any of it done and that's okay. So follow through, stay hyper-focused, have that plan, know where you're going and give yourself grace because there's going to be times, especially during corona and just in general, where the things don't happen. 
and you just didn't have the energy or your dog puked on your bed and then all of a sudden it just catapulted into this like negative spiral and then you just did nothing for the whole day. It's perfectly fine. We have those days. No matter what level of entrepreneurship you are at, you will always have those days. So give yourself grace around it and expect those days to come. For example, some of my to-dos on my to-do list today are things that have been on my to-do list for like three weeks. (laughs) And that's okay. I just keep moving it. (laughs) I move it and I reflect. Why didn't I get the shit done? What happened that made me not get the shit done? Why did I keep moving it? Why am I having resistance towards it? Right? Or where wasn't I as productive as I could have been? Right? Was I being lazy? Which is just not my personality? Or was I going through something and I just have to be like, hey, you were going through something and you expected yourself to be superwoman, which we all do. If you're a dietitian, if you're a health practitioner, if you're a personal trainer, we have high fucking expectations for ourselves. And then adding entrepreneurship onto it. And then adding clients onto that. And then adding, trying to figure everything out on our own. We, we're not fucking super women. Like we are in so many ways, but like realistically we're not. <laughs> and we're human. Just because we have the time, just because we put it in our Google calendar or you put it in your self journal, doesn't mean you're going to be like, check, check, check. Everything is perfect and I got everything done. So follow through. And give yourself grace because nothing is ever perfect. But be so focused on the end goal and know that it can happen. Know that it can happen and have that strategy and fucking follow through. Because when you do those things, oh, magic happens. It's beautiful. right? But when it comes down to figuring out what you need to do every single day in your business and how to actually move that needle forward, I recommend to only choose the absolute most important things to get done each and every day. There's a few different ways of doing this and figuring out like, okay, how many things should I be putting on this list, right? There's no magic answer to it. You have to assess what you have the energy for. You have to assess what absolutely has to get done that day in order to keep you feeling productive, in order to actually be productive, not do the busy work, not just sit and DM everybody, even though connection is one of the main things I do every single day, but figuring out what those few things are for you. Some people have like a one big thing, a three medium thing, and then a five small thing to do every single day. I personally just get overwhelmed with that and I know my daily to-dos. I know that I'm going to go on Slack to support my clients. I know that I'm going to go on Voxer. I know that I am going to check my DMs and connect. I know that I'm going to check my email, follow up with my team. I know that I'm going to do all of these daily to-dos and if you're just starting your business, you're like, I don't even have any clients or like I don't have Slack and I have like three clients, so like what else is there? I can't tell you what that is because I don't know your business, but I guarantee you there's a lot of daily to-dos that you have that you don't even realize that you are doing. So brain dump everything that you do, including give yourself time to brain dump. I brain dump probably like three or four times a week. And that's usually when I'm feeling overwhelmed or that's when I'm feeling like, oh, I have a lot of stuff to do. How do I organize this shit? It's all in my head, but I, I, ah, bah, bah, right? (laughs) And so Get out your daily to-dos, figure them out is my recommendation and put them somewhere. Know the things you have to do. 
And I choose like three moderately sized tasks every single day. I personally am not a person who likes to just choose like one thing to focus on throughout the day. I get bored even if I love it. Like I'm still creating content for an upcoming course and I could theoretically like do all of that today, but I also really wanted to podcast today. And so I have the two podcasts that I'm recording today in episode number four and five and I have the content that I'm creating for the course and I have some clients to serve as well as all my daily to-dos. So I like to pick at least like three moderately sized, a maximum rather, of three moderately sized tasks. I don't do well with like one big thing to focus on throughout the whole day, even though today is my creative day and I kind of leave it open for lots of um, journaling, a long ass morning routine, lots of walking, lots of working out, lots of just chill time, listening to music, stuff like that. And then I know the things that I need to get done right? And I get them done and I give myself grace. So when it comes to setting your to-dos in the morning, which the self journal will help you so much in terms of like knowing what to do, but pick just three things to do that absolutely need to get done, right? For example, I could be working on a landing page for the, for the course that I'm creating. I could be working on all the emails for advertisement for my podcast. I could be working on all of the launch emails and launch content for my course. All of these things. But you know what? What absolutely needed to get done today was the content for the thing I'm going to sell. I have to serve my clients. And I get to record podcasts today. Those were three really important things that I need to get done. And I have all these other things that I know need to get done, but I have that on my other lists. (laughs) They don't need to get done today. So again, there's always 3,010 things to do. Pick the things that are most important that need to get done and have your daily to-dos. Now, if you are somebody who is in a nine to five or you are still working, or you don't have, you know, five, six, seven, eight hours to work in your business, however long you choose to work, then you, ha- you might have to choose less things. Then you need to really, really, really figure out. I mean, we all have to figure this out, but you need to really, really figure out what are the revenue generating activities that are going to get you sales immediately. For example, I have a client right now who's not full-time in his business, and he's just like, oh my goodness, I have so much to do. I have your course to do. I have this to do. I have that to do. I have connections, and oh my goodness, what do I do? And I said, what's going to be the first thing that you need to do to generate leads or generate income? The first thing for him was creating his new program. So create the new program. Let's focus on that first. Let's get an outline of that today, right? And then we can start figuring out the ideal client for it. And then we can start to figuring out the launch strategy for it and the lead generation techniques for it. And then we can carry that out as you're creating the the course, right? But we can't create the course, connect with people, generate the leads, do the masterclass all at once (laughs) and live and breathe and shit. Like what? (laughs) You have to choose things that work with your energy level. In order to feel productive. Not what other people are doing, even though you might admire them or me or another business coach. You're like, wow, they get so much done in a day. They're always on stories. They're they're creating podcasts. They have all their emails. They manage a team. All of these things. Guys, that's fine. And I so, so, so love you for that admiration. 
However, when I first started, it was like DM 10 people. (laughs) It was figure out what you fucking want to do in business. (laughs) Right? It was watch one video module from your course. Very small things. Now my list is a little bit grander and now I have a lot more daily to-dos and stuff and so I have to manage things a little bit differently. Doesn't mean I work more. I still only work probably a maximum of five or six hours a day. Sometimes, very rarely, maybe once or twice a month, I have longer days towards like the eight hours, Um, just depending on sales calls and launches and stuff like that. But most of the time I'm working three to six hours, three to five hours right? So you don't have to be that way. And I want to encourage you to find something that works for you. Do not compare yourself. Super, super important. Hands up if you freaking compare yourself to anybody. Sorry, I'm also drinking tea. So if there's a random longer pause, that's because I don't want my tea to get cold. But anyway, don't compare yourself to anybody. What's productive for you in your business where you are right now is different than where I am right now and what's productive in my business. Do not let anybody tell you otherwise. Even if it's a seven-figure business coach and you're like, yeah, I need to do what that person is. I need to be up at 5 a.m. And then I need to have a one-hour morning routine and I need to meditate and I need to do this and I need to read and I need to pull a tarot card. Find what works for you. For the longest time, I was putting myself in this box of what I thought I had to do to be productive and to reach the level that I'm at now and beyond. And so I was trying to only work from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. And that was it. And then I would get a client and she's like, I need 7 p.m. because I work. And then every single time I would go to coach her at 7 p.m., I was like, ah, I don't want to be doing this. I shouldn't be doing this. It's between 11 and 5. That's it. And then I started doing her on the weekends and then on Monday when I typically don't have calls and all of these things. And I gave myself so much anxiety trying to fit myself into this box of what I thought I needed to do in order to be productive and in order for my schedule to look a certain way. So don't compare yourself and figure this out for you. And guys, we are constantly figuring this out, constantly, constantly figuring this out. Right right now, it, it might be still corona whenever you are listening to this. It's coming out, I believe, in two weeks from now. So um, depending on when the ban is lifted. But your schedule is rapidly changing <laughs> when corona is done and we all go back to work. Or you might go back to work, right? And we can leave the house. Everybody's going to just like r- start running outside of their house, go to bars, go to restaurants, right? It's going to be mayhem unless they do it intelligently and like release the ban nice and slow, which who knows what that's going to look like. We've never gone through that, right? And so the point here is to continuously reflect. We're not only reflecting on why we were productive versus why we didn't feel productive, versus why we got the things done, versus why we didn't, and our feelings around it, but we are also reflecting on how can we always improve this one of the main jobs as entrepreneurs as ceos of our business is making sure that we are constantly reflecting constantly changing constantly innovating so that we can stay on point right there's so many times i make my schedule and i'm like up that changed or up that didn't get done so where are we going to put that right And then I'll sign a new client who can't do the day and time that I had planned in my schedule, so I have to shift it. 
And so always reflect and consistently assess what do I need to continue to moving through this? What do I need to get to the next level? Not what does Johnny need or so-and-so need, but what do I need? So be very, very clear with that reflection process. And I recommend to do it every single day. And weeks, days, etc., etc., where you are just feeling super fucking overwhelmed, which will probably do a whole nother podcast on this topic because so many people get to that place. But when you are feeling super overwhelmed, instead of waking up doing your morning routine and get to your to-dos and post and connect and do this and do that, take a step back and brain dump. Brain dump everything that's in your head, whether it's like, hey, I need to clean my mattress cover. Hey, I need to fold my socks. Hey, I need to shave my legs because hashtag quarantine life. Or, you know, like whatever it is, plus, hey, I need to get back to that email. Brain dump everything in your life that needs organization. Because overwhelm occurs when we have lack of clarity, when we expect way too fucking much for ourselves, right? And then we just end up doing nothing. Or it's lack of strategy, right? Strategizing how to organize this, what's the next step for me, et cetera, et cetera. Guys, like I said, I brain dump like three or four times a week. And it's always new things that happen. Always new open loops that I have that aren't closed, that I struggle with. And when you have a bunch of open loops in your head, I didn't get back to that email. This didn't get done. This podcast didn't get launched. Um, You know, whatever it is, or I didn't get back to that DM without a system in place to help. I don't want to say fix those things, but help organize those things. Then that overwhelm only increases because it's all moshed up in your head. Yes, I use the word moshed, (laughs) but it's all moshed up in your head. So brain dump consistently, reflect consistently, figure out your daily to-dos, figure out what the things are immediately that need to get done. Buy the self-journal, please. Buy the self-journal. It is a lifesaver. And figure out a system that works for you. And step back as often as you need to because I see so many entrepreneurs who continue just trudging along in their business. And they're just like, I just have to do the thing. I have to launch. I have to go create content. I have to show up on stories, but yet have nowhere that they're going or that they're taking their their leads to. So stepping back and knowing where you're going and having that plan and organizing your thoughts, organizing your to-dos is going to put you 10 steps ahead of where you are now if you're just trying to trudge along and trying to like push through the fucking mud and trying to get things done. Creating content without a goal of that content, without a place to, a place to um, lead your audience is useless. Creating content is not the answer. Creating a brand, creating an experience, having a strategy for lead generation and launching and all those things is the answer. And content is a method of lead generation and nurturing, right? It's a tactic we use to launch, but content is not the answer. And I know like if you listen to Gary Vee and you're a huge Gary Vee fan, as am I, he's just like produces much content all the time, which is amazing, but you have to have a purpose for that content, You have to have the leads to look at that content, right? We can't just go making a podcast, making a YouTube, doing an email list, doing a Facebook group and post on Instagram. And then that's all we do in our business, 
what's the program that you're doing? What's your process of transformation, right? There's so many things we have to get clear on. So I do this again, nonstop. So I encourage you, if you're someone who's feeling overwhelmed or ever in the future, step back, stop doing in your business. Stop creating content. That's probably the number one thing that people try and do, right? And step back and organize. Organize whatever it is that's moshed in your head. Some tools that I use besides the self-journal, because I've developed like my own way of um, making my calendar and strategizing and things like that, and I'm constantly reflecting on that, is I use my self-journal to basically plan out my quarter and plan out my month's goals and the goals that I'm trying to hit and the action steps I need to take to get there. And then I plan out my weeks using that as well. I figure out what needs to get done this week to hit this monthly goal. And I have a sense of like, okay, Monday, Wednesday, Friday are my call days. Saturday are possibly a few calls if necessary, depending on how many calls I have or sales calls, et cetera, et cetera. And then Tuesday and Thursday are my sole creation days. So on the creation days, I know exactly what I need to do. Okay, this time I'm doing content here and here I'm doing podcasts and I'm creating the, cor- the content for my course. And so we have two full days to kind of work through this organization and work through anything creative, right? And I've done a lot of reflection to realize that after I coach clients, I typically don't have energy to do anything else at least in my business. I can continue to serve clients, go over client um, documents and content and programs and Instagram content and things like that, get back to emails, but I don't have energy to record a podcast, even though I get ideas from it. So I make sure to not schedule that on those days. And that's taken a lot of trial and error. So again, that importance of self-reflection and just reflecting on how things went and how things can improve and why things went the way that they did is so key for us to shift and be more productive in the future. So I encourage you to step back from working when you are overwhelmed and actually organize your shit. Get the self journal and two other tools that I use besides just a journal with like brain dumping is my Google calendar to schedule all of my calls and to block off times for me to like live life. I literally have that in my schedule. Um, as well as uh, my morning routine hours so nobody can book those times. And I have Tuesdays, Thursdays completely blocked off as well for creative days. So therefore, I use Google Calendar just to send my clients invites so that I don't fuck up time zones, which has totally happened in the past because everybody's just all over the world. And um, so that I can make sure that if on the call we said 5 p.m. Central Standard Time and they're Eastern Time and they're like, no, you said 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I can at least say, okay, well, this is what was in the calendar. If it wasn't there, like, or if it was a different time, you should have let me know type thing. And so it just decreases fuck-ups in calendars. So I love doing that. And I also use Asana. Asana is an amazing OCD scheduler (laughs) and um, I put all of my daily to-dos in there including like brushing my dog's teeth just as a reminder of the things that I need to do and I put in um, when emails need to go out, when I'm recording what podcast, I delegate it to my VA and then she does stuff and so it's just a really good mechanism to organize things in the future Also, instead of just putting it in my notes on my phone, like I used to do, where I was like, oh yeah, I'll get this done. Okay, this email has to be created and this has to go out on the 13th. 
And then I would fucking forget it and lose it and be like, what the hell happened? Um, I just automatically put it into my Asana. So those are four tools I use. The self-journal, Google Calendar for calls. I use Asana for um, future tasks to organize all of my future tasks. And I just do journaling and brain dumping. Okay, so make sure to step back from working when you are overwhelmed. Now, when you are working and in general, I recommend (laughs) to be extremely present. Present while you are actually doing the thing. When you are in a client call, you're fucking paying attention to that client. When you are doing your morning routine, you're staying focused and being present on your morning routine, not because, oh, if I fuck up that, then I'm not going to be productive. No, but because when you are present, you can actually get what you need to out of the task. Same thing with content creation. If we're trying to create content and then we're looking at other people's content and we're like, oh, I just need to get inspiration. I just need to get inspiration. That inspiration cannot come from anybody else but yourself. Your process, your message, your mission in growing your business. So be as present as possible. And again, this takes consistent reflection of where's my mind right now? I'm journaling or I'm writing content or I'm writing an email or I'm coaching. Why is my mind shifting? Why am I thinking of all these things? Right? So being present, oh my goodness, number one, it makes us feel like we have so much more time, which is like a newfound concept for me in terms of just my life in general. Um, But that's a side note. Um, but being present helps us actually complete a task as opposed to being like, okay, I'm doing this, but then I have to get back to this person. And what about this? And I should be on stories and I should be doing this. Notice those thoughts. Say, wow, that's interesting. Why am I thinking those things? Let's be present on this. Let's, let's reflect back and let's see why. And let's just refocus our attention. Same thing with meditation right? If we start thinking like, be present, be present, stop thinking, stop thinking. All we're going to do is not be present and start thinking. (laughs) So just work on the act of getting as much as you can out of the thing that you are doing. As I'm speaking on this podcast, I not only have notes in front of me, but I know what I want, what I want it to sound like. And I'm trying to create that, that motivation, that empowerment, that feeling on the other side of this phone where you guys are like, yeah, I need to do that. Or yes, I do that. Thank you for the reminder. Right? And so you think of me whenever you're feeling not productive and when you're feeling overwhelmed. And you're like, what were those tips that Johnny said? Right? So I'm actively thinking about the things that I am saying. And as I'm saying them, I'm feeling them. And so I'm not thinking like, don't look outside. Don't think about how you're hungry, even though I'm kind of like getting hungry, even though I just ate. Um, You know, I'm not thinking about all these things and the next podcast I'm creating and the next emails and the clients I have to get back to. Like I'm just being present here, feeling the things I'm saying and focusing on creating that environment for both of us. So this can be the most productive podcast that I create right now, right? So be present and it takes daily, consistent, freaking effort to refocus our attention. I had a client this week who was really, really struggling with what we call squirrel brain, which is just like a squirrel's like looking everywhere as I'm doing that like movement with my head as like a squirrel like is eating an acorn, just like looking around. Right? We have that squirrel brain. We're like, oh, what's next? Oh, where can I run? Oh, acorn. Right. And we're just like running back and forth. And she was just like, Johnny. I just can't get anything done because I have squirrel brain. I said, number one, make sure you're not using that as an excuse because we all have squirrel brain. 
It's 2020. We have everything around us. I have an iPad around me. I have my phone. I have my podcast open. I have four tabs open. My computer open, right? That that inherently increases squirrel brain, right? Close out your freaking tabs. Don't have 13 ones open. Only have the necessary ones open. Right now, I have my Google Calendar open. I have my notes for my podcast. I have the podcast... Um, the podcast uh, Google Drive folder open because that's where I had to go to get the notes for the podcast and I have my Asana open and that is it. So when my clients share their screen and they have 1300 tabs open, I'm like, close some of them out. It will increase your squirrel brain. So number one, acknowledge that the squirrel brain is not the problem. Your lack of reflection about why the squirrel brain is happening and your lack of action to shift it is the problem right? And then number two, are you doing everything possible to not be overwhelmed and step back from your business and say, what are the thing, what is the one thing that needs to get done right this second and having that plan? So creating that plan is way more important than creating that content, right? So be present and continuously reflect and don't use squirrel brain as a, as an excuse to not be productive. We all have it. I have it every single second of every single day. You can change it though, right? Um, with that being said, one of the best ways that I change my squirrel brain and one of the best ways that I continuously reflect is I create an environment that I actually feel productive in, that actually makes me excited, that actually lights me up. Sorry, drinking tea again. Anyway, um... For example, I work in my room very, very often, especially during quarantine. I have two roommates. We have a two-bedroom apartment. There's not much room for me to go, especially recording podcasts and uh, content for videos and stuff like that. So I work in my room a lot. And I was looking around one day, and I was like, wow, it looks like a bum lives in here. Nothing matches. My bed is not done. It doesn't light me up. It doesn't smell good. I mean, it didn't didn't smell like bad, but I didn't have any scents going, right? It just wasn't exciting for me to look at and be in. So if you are feeling like, wherever you are working, I recommend to make it look pretty. Make it vibey for you. Let it light you up. Make it calm. And so I have a lot of white around. I have a lot of cream. I have a lot of green fake plants going on because I will kill the regular plants and my dog will eat them. I have some motivational like or maybe not motivational, but like little plaques saying like start each day with a grateful heart. I have one for me and my fiance grow old with me. The best is yet to come. I have my piano here. I have I just got an essential oil diffuser. So do things that make you feel good in your work environment and make sure it's clean. I really don't know anybody who just who genuinely doesn't actually want a clean space or room. But for me, every single night, I go around my house and I clean up everything. I Lysol everything, especially because hashtag Corona. I make sure that everything's put back in its place for the most part. I mean, I have like a stuffed animal over here. A picture frame fell off my wall the other night and scared the crap out of us. So that's kind of off the on the floor. You know, so again, it's not perfect. We give ourselves grace. But I do the best I can because I kept reflecting and I was like, What's fucking with my mindset right now? What's preventing me from staying motivated? What's preventing me from staying productive? And I was like, oh, I keep cleaning up everything during the day. So let me just set time in the morning to make my bed and put things in its place and make it look pretty. And in the evening, let me put everything away. Let me run my Roomba vacuum. 
is like the iRobot Roomba or whatever it's called that's a robot vacuum. It makes me feel so good to know that I'm sitting on the floor right now recording this podcast. And even though my dog sheds a monstrous amount, I have a lab retriever mix. Like, so there will be a little bit of hair naturally, but that it's not just all filled with hair and that I don't have to go and clean it. That's like $500 I've ever spent in my life. <laughs> I love seeing like the little um, vacuum marks on my rug it, when I come home and it's just looking like, oh, wow, this is just vacuum. Like it gives me a sense of like accomplishment, even though I didn't do it. It makes me more productive. So pay attention to your environment. Create an environment that you feel empowered in, that you feel inspired in. That smells good. Put scents that smell good. Have tea that tastes good. I'm drinking white tea now. Um, Peach white tea. Super amazing. You know, pay attention to these little things. Which brings me to the last idea that I want to share with you guys is determine how you want to show up daily. What do you envision yourself looking like making six figures or seven figures or the goal for your business? Again, know where you're going. What is that goal? What do you envision yourself looking like? Or what do you envision people looking like at that, at that stage? What do you envision them feeling like? And start to act as that person now. Not wait until you make six figures to go and make your bed and make your room look pretty. But do what you can now to create that environment right? For me, as a fitness person for years, my hair was always disgusting. I never had makeup on. Um, You know, I never wore anything but like Lululemon workout clothing. And now another favorite of mine is Balance Athletica. Um, And so I realized that the days when I was wearing more workout clothing and that I didn't have makeup on, and even still like I actually don't have makeup on today, but that I didn't feel put together, I felt less productive. I felt less like that seven-figure owner, that multiple six-figure owner. And so I started to put on clothing. Like right now, I'm in a romper that I think is really cute with like a cute necklace that my mentor gave me. And I feel really cute. My hair is clean. (laughs) I didn't blow dry it, but I typically don't blow dry my hair. But I take actions throughout the week to keep it clean. I take actions to put on makeup. I take actions to do my hair. Sometimes I curl it. Right? I make sure I feel cute. Because when I'm in baggy clothing and I'm just in workout clothing the whole day and I'm sweaty as shit all day, I don't feel as productive and I don't feel like that person who's a CEO of a six-figure business, multiple six-figure business, moving towards that seven-figure business. Same thing with my bed being made before this. I never, ever made my bed. I was like, what the hell would I make my bed in it for? I leave the house, I come back, and I go back into it. And not making it made me feel less productive and less confident in myself. So start showing up as that person that you envision at the goal that you have for your business, right? And again, not saying like you have to look a certain way, but we all have that envisionment of what that person looks like and start acting as that person now and keep reflecting on it. What is the thing today that made me feel a little bit less confident, right? How could I have improved that a little bit today? How could I have improved my productivity today, right? Maybe it's, something completely unrelated to anything that I'm thinking or saying, but figure out what that is for you and act like that person right now. Because when you can act as that person right now, your thoughts will reflect it. You will feel more productive. So therefore you will be more productive and then your actions will follow. And then your, um, your bank account will follow. 
right? When we think of social media, last thing I will leave you guys off with, when we think of social media, I want you guys to think of it as a little like TV show of yours, a reality TV show of yours, where we have to have the life that people want. And not in a way like, oh, she has abs and oh, she's skinny and oh, she always wears makeup and she always looks put together. No, we have to be real, right? But we have to feel like a leader and we have to be a leader for other people. So if I kept showing my room and it looked like a complete wreck, it's not as nice looking as it would be if, you know, I have it all together now. Right? And so I'm constantly reflecting on all of these things. Granted, sometimes I show up and I do trainings like yesterday on an IGTV and I'm in a fuzzy blanket that has some dog hair on it on my balcony in the morning. And some days <laughs> I look really, really put together and I do, you know, and I do more IG trainings, IGTVs. Again, consistent reflection, right? And making sure that we give ourselves grace and that we're real with ourselves. So think of things that you, think of people that you admire, that you look up to, that you watch on social media and you're like, wow, I, I really admire that person for looking X, Y, and Z or for doing X, Y, and Z and for sounding like X, Y, and Z. Figure out what those things are because you're probably attracted to that person. You're probably invested in their social media and their brand and figure out what that thing is and start doing it for yourself right? And so I hope that all of these tips that I gave you guys today and all of the almost rambling that I did, um, but strategic rambling, always strategic rambling, um, helps you guys be, feel more productive. I would love for you guys to screenshot this episode, tag me in it on Instagram at Johnny underscore Agresta, and let me know your thoughts. Please DM me, let me know everything, let me know what hack you are going to use, and I will talk to you lovely humans on the next episode.